my son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. This episode is brought to you by Hulu, presenting Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers. From the backboard to the front office, Legacy captures the remarkable rise and unprecedented success of one of the most iconic franchises in professional sports. Featuring new revealing interviews from players, coaches, and execs, this 10-part documentary series chronicles this extraordinary story from the inside. Watch Legacy, the true story of the L.A. Lakers now, only on Hulu. What up, what up, what up, though? Ball Hawk Show. Yeah. If you know, you know. If you know, you know. Brick layers and ball shorts. Coaching from the side of the ball court. If you know, you know. One stop like a Walmart. We got the tennis balls for the wrong sport. You know, you know. If you know about the carport, the trap door supposed to be awkward. If you know, you know. That's the reason we ball for. Circle round twice for the encore. If you know, you know. What up, 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 do? Welcome to the Ballhawk Show podcast. I'm your host, Amal Hawkins. Appreciate you taking time out of your day to listen to the latest episode of the show. If you haven't already, make sure you subscribe to the Ballhawk Show podcast on any podcast platform that you're listening to but also make sure you go to anchor.fm slash the ballhawk show hit that support button man to support your boy so you get you some free ballhawk show shirts and or hoodies i do a end of the month raffle um and it's based off whoever is supporting the show and you never know if you're going to hear your name call and what you would get you may get a hoodie you may get a shirt but at the end of the day i appreciate the support this uh, podcast is sponsored by Aver Insurance. Go to Aver Insurance for all your insurance needs. That's home, business, auto, life insurance. The good people at Aver Insurance. Tell them the Ballhawk sent you, and they'll definitely write you a policy that's affordable and live up to expectations. Also, go to manscaped.com. That's Manscaped, the leading engineer in uh, jewel. What's a, what's a good word that's that's edited, man? Basically, it's gonna take care of your juice. They got the lawnmower three man. It has waterproof technology, has an LED light, and your jewels will thank you. You got to make sure you're groomed below the waist. So go to manscaped.com. Use the promo code the Ballhawk Show to get twenty percent off with free shipping and handling. Again, manscaped.com. Promo code the Ballhawk Show for twenty percent off and free shipping and handling your jewels. Well, your balls would thank you, but take care of your jewels. And also go to Brighton Smile. That's B R Y T N Smile.com. Use the promo code the Ballhawk to get twenty-five percent off of your purchase. That is B R Y T N Smile. Brighton Smile. Get you a teeth whitening kit. And how these pearly whites so when you're on the tizube or you taking pictures, you shine. 
So let's go ahead and get this started, man. We will be recapping the Who's latest victory versus the Louisville Cardinals that took place yesterday at Scott Stadium. And you know how we got to do We got to kick it off. So you know I play I Can't Go For That Hall of Notes leading up to the preview, right? I wanted to, to let my younger audience understand what that was because 2 Chains dropped a new album. Go get that 2 Chains album. Um, and here's the song he used sampling all the notes. This is what I was referenced to. See how he slowed it down? Let you hear a little bit of it. Why get all the stats and stuff? So this is 2 Chains remaking it. Put his little twist to it, a little hip-hop twist. Little bounce. Hey. Uh-huh. Y'all like that? Bop your head. Fourth. Fourth. Let me cut it down a little bit. Let me cut it down. There we go. Hey, hey. Uh-huh. I kind of like this joint. This joint go right here. I don't know if you can cuss words. I mean, you can edit it, man. So hopefully it's no cuss words. Because I can't go for that. Huh. No can do now. So that's that's the song I was talking about. But you know what I'm in the mood for, man, watching our team play, man. When I was watching our team play from the box yesterday, and I just know that on paper a lot of people were a lot of outsiders when they look at us like a lot of names don't pop out it reminds me of like the karate kid man i don't know why like i feel like we danielson and we don't got this big cult following like cobra kai do we miyagi miyagi son dojo and you know i just wanted to play this song for y'all man i'm, I'm just in the mood for it, you know Let's take you back man that's all i felt like yesterday Come on, Johnny. <laughs> Come on. If y'all don't know what this is, this is You're the Best, man. By Joe Bean, man. The Bean. You'll know when you hit a hook. You're the best. Oh, no. Nothing's gonna ever keep you down. You're the best. That's how I feel right now, man. Ain't nothing gonna keep us down. Nothing's gonna help us keep you down. <laughs> yeah. Hey man, y'all seen the Cobra Kai uh, series? The, yeah, Netflix series. It's, it's good, man. They got another season coming out, man. Y'all need to go see that. YouTube, don't copyright me, man. I'm just not my music, okay? But I gotta let it ride, man. It's a classic. You gotta let it ride, man. This is the lead up to Johnny versus Daniel in the championship. Come on, man. Who don't know the Karate Kid? Go watch the Karate Kid right now. All you parents, t- take your kids to go watch the greatest, one of the greatest movies ever made for $5. They made the movie for like $10 back in the day. They made millions. They made it with a VHS camcorder. All one, one angle. No script. It was freestyle. Now, I'm, I'm playing, okay? I'm just joking. All right, let's get to it, man. We played long enough. So, look, man. Switching it up this week, I'm going to just do one podcast. So if you, you like the two podcasts, I've been at soccer games all day, and I'm a little tired. I broke down the film, and I just felt like, you know, break it down both 
offense and defense that I didn't really have to break it up because, I mean, we had the ball for damn near the whole fourth quarter. So the offensive film would have been a whole lot longer than the defensive film, especially for the fourth quarter. So what we do is we jump, start with the stats, and we're going to do it all together, okay? All right? So the Wahoos won by a score 31-17. to The Wahoos scored in every corner, quarter, and they shut out Louisville and yes you guessed it the fourth quarter because Louisville literally had the ball just two minutes you don't believe me I'm gonna go right to the time possession let's skip and go all the time possession watch this watch this watch this first quarter Louisville had the ball nine minutes to our five minutes second quarter they had the ball eight minutes to our six minutes then third quarter both teams had the ball for seven minutes in the fourth quarter 12 minutes and one second we had the ball they had the ball for 2 minutes and 59 seconds. That's how you put the nail in the coffin. That's how you shut the dough on Louisville. But going to first downs, we had 21. They had 18. We had 10 by rushing, 8 by passing, 3 by penalty. They had 11 by rushing, 7 by passing. Net rushing yards, get ready for this. They ran for 317 yards. We ran for 165. They averaged 8 yards per rush. Cunningham was on fire. We'll talk about him a little later. Net passing yards, 161 yards passing for them, 203 yards passing for us. We averaged 13 yards per completion. They averaged 12 yards per completion. So we finally outcompleted somebody as far as yards per completion. Um, they have 478 total yards. We had three. Whoa. Whoa. 478 yards of total offense. The last two games, teams been putting up a lot of yards, but the yeah, but the points didn't reflect this game. That's why I'm really too mad. Um, they ran 60 plays. We ran 65. Um, they had three turnovers. We had one. No, we had two. Yeah, we had two turnovers. Yeah, yeah, two. Three to two. So that was the thing about Louisville. We we knew we could turn them over, and they knew they could turn us over because we were like negative, what's point sixty four? They was negative like one point something. So we knew both teams were susceptible of turning the ball over, and um, we had fourteen points off of turnovers. They had seven points off of turnovers. So get to the individual stats. We start with Malik Cunningham, man. Malik Cunningham was phenomenal. Twenty carries, one hundred ninety seven yards. He really had two hundred thirty yards, but he lost 33 yards due to sacks. He averaged 9.9 yards per carry, had a long of 47, had two touchdowns. Mitchell filling in for uh, Hawkins, who didn't play, had seven carries for 76 yards. So 50 of that came on one carry. So you take away the 50, he really ran six times for just 26 yards. But that's just how it works. So it looks like on paper, somebody said, oh, you, you should have kept giving him the ball. He averaged almost 11 yards a pop, but... That one carry did all that. Other than that, we kept him um, under wraps. Uh, on our side, Brennan, 15 carries, 63 yards. Um, he lost three for a sack. Um, so he has 60 yards, average four yards a carry, two touchdowns. Shane Simpson, 12 carries, 50 yards. Uh, Wayne Tyler Papa, eight carries, 32 yards. I was surprised Wayne ain't get more carries. And uh, Ronnie Walker, Walker, Ronnie Walker, five carries for 20 yards. And then Billy Kemp had two carries for three yards. Uh, passing, passing Malik Cunningham, 13 for 21, one incompletion. 
I mean, not one incompletion. Interception. Great day. That's how you know I've been looking at soccer all day. Uh, 161 yards. He got sacked four times. Brendan, 15 for 23. One interception, 203 yards. One touchdown. Sack one time. Lavelle Davis, welcome back, sir. Four catches, 74 yards, one touchdown. What, he got like 11 catches on the season for like – or he got less than 15 catches and he already got like four touchdowns. I think he got like more touchdowns than I had my whole career here at UVA. All he do is score touchdowns. Uh, Billy Kemp, three catches, 46 yards. Terrell, three catches, 46 yards. Tavares, two catches, six yards. Just because that flip pass count as a day going reception. Every time we try to run a gadget for him, it don't work. Like everybody pays attention when eighty eight's in motion. They they already know he's fast as hell. So we just use him as as a decoy until we set it up better. Uh, Tony Pogen had one catch, eighteen yards. Um, Shane Simpson one catch, seven yards, and Starlin had one catch, six yards. His first career catch. Fitzpatrick for Louisville five catches, seventy one yards. It was out without Tutu Atwell. He didn't play. And I ain't going over what they did. That's it. Then as for us on defense, we had my man Nick Jackson, 10 total tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss. And he's strong as hell. That's all I got to say. Zane Zandier, eight tackles, one sack, one tackle for loss, one forced fumble. Zane had some some whiplash hits where the dude's heads went back. Like Zane be fapping cats, boy. Like both of the both of them linebackers be fapping dudes. I ain't lying to you. I ain't lying to you, boy. He be fapping them. Um, Antonio Clary, seven tackles, one from recovery. Uh, D'Angelo Amos, seven tackles, half a tackle for a loss. I felt like this was in one pass, but I felt like this was his the best game he's played, passing and in the running game. And uh, Cohen King, who got a start. He has six tackles. He fills the gaps well in run support. I like what I see out of Young King. Uh, Noah Taylor, five tackles, a pick six for 85 yards. We'll break down his interception in the analytical part. Uh, Briggs had four tackles. Nick Grant, three tackles in the get over here. Force fumble and recovery. Uh, Matt Gam, three tackles. Charles Snowden had another sack, three tackles, half a tackle for a loss. Devontae Cross, two tackles and a tackle for a loss. Mandy Alonzo, two tackles, a sack, a tackle for a loss. Adib had two tackles. Nusi had two tackles. Josh had one tackle. Wayne, one tackle. Justin, one tackle. And Paris had one tackle. Hey, did y'all see Justin Dunkill, like, fap the dude on the kickoff? Man, yeah. I mean, he hit that dude. Good Lord. So let's let's break down... Let's start with uh let's start with defense. Since defense set the table, started defense to tackle, set it on the stage. Yeah, like the program. Let's let's jump into the defense, man. So defensively, I thought we played really well. Um overall I thought we played well, okay? You know, it's like the bend but don't break. And I know they ran for over three hundred yards, but God day Cunningham is special, bro. If y'all watch him on TV, it don't do him any justice. In person, when I tell you he can fly, he can pick him up and put him down. I didn't know. I didn't think he was that. Last year we played him, he was hurt. He had the knee brace on. And the film didn't do him any justice. Because when I saw him in, pur- in, in purpose, in person, I was like, good God. 
He is fast as hell. Uh, let me give you some player notes, man. So uh, Noah Taylor notched his third career interception, first of the season. If you remember, he had two. Did he have two versus Virginia Tech last year? Yeah, he had two versus Virginia Tech. Um, he returned for 85 yards for a touchdown, the longest interception in the ACC this year, and tied for third longest in FBS this year. Um, his 85-yard interception return um, shares the third longest with Nick Grant, who had an 85-yard return versus Wilma Mary. And his 85-yard is the longest or the tie for the longest by a linebacker this year. Um, any other notes defensively? I talked about, oh, Nick had his first force and recover fumble. Um, and then Cohen King talked about his career high six tackles. And Clary tied his career high with seven tackles. All right. So let's get into defense. What did I see from the defense? First of all, no, we don't like that they ran for that many yards. Okay, so how did they get that many yards? Got dang on Cunningham, that's how. The first long run he had, my man Snow got caught with the Houdini. It was the inside zone read that was backed up, and he pulled the late. And Snow knew it. As soon as Snow went to crash down on the back, he was like, oh, hell. I didn't do what I was supposed to do. And Cunningham pulled that jank, and he was out. Good thing Devontae was back there, and Devontae made him, like, juke inside and outside. You know, he came off his uh, receiver because it was playing man. Like, Snow was the only contained dude we had, if I'm not mistaken. And I don't know if um, – you know what? I could pull it up right quick because it's real, it's real fast. I don't know if it was another defender outside of him or not. So let let me pull that up right quick because I don't want to do my man Snow wrong like that. We did they did have a long run by the back in the first quarter, and uh, we did a good job of rallying to him and tackling tackling him. I think we made them. Did they settle for three? I think I got to pull it up right here. Yeah, that was a long run. I think we made them settle for three. Yeah, we made them settle for three. So yeah, so yeah, so they backed up. That's not the play. Let me get to it. Here you go. Yep. Motion. Inside zone. Yep. It was snow. And he knew it. He knew it. Because what they did is they they brought the, the H in motion on the slot receiver in motion across the formation. They snapped it early. It looked like, it, you know, it appeared like you faking the jet. He put the ball to the inside belly of the running back on just the inside zone. And then the corner did a crack replace, so Devontae had to run in with the corner. So the whole edge is what like there's nobody out there. Nobody butty. And it was off to the races. Good play design. Um and from the looks of it, yeah, Snow has the quarterback. Oh wait, I think he's playing quarterback two handoff, and yeah. He just got caught peeking. And good thing Devontae just Ran back there to make sure he didn't cut back and got him out of bounds. So that was that. That was for 47 yards, and then he had another one um, for 49 or something like that. But um, a lot of times, man, you know, we'll have a guy on the edge. So another time he had a bootleg, and we had an end, and the end just fell inside a little too much. And he got to the outside, and um, Zane was waiting on him. 
and Zane broke down. And I was always taught that if you know a guy's elusive and fast, you don't break down. You just what my coach would call shoot your gun. You you pick a target, you close the space, pick it. Like Poindexter was the best at it that I seen. Like Poindexter was a, wasn't a very fast guy, but he would knock fast guys and jitterbugs out because he would just close space. He was always come forward, and he knew that they would try to hit him with a little choppy chop. You know, one two move and point exit would just find a spot and explode to it. He would either find the th- outside thigh board, the inside thigh board. He would either shoot at the middle of your chest. And Quinn was good at that too. Like they would come to balance, but they would be coming forward. And I think sometimes Zane would come to balance, but he never realized that he was in place, like stuck in mud. And Cunningham is too elite of a runner to give him that much space because they would use that as what we call a setup move where I will press you two steps to one side and since it's so much space I have enough time to give you a dead leg and pull it back and it will it's going to freeze the defender so a lot of times that's what Cunningham would do and a lot and it was a couple of times where we'll have a guy on the edge and he would get held and the ref like Manny Alonzo one time we ran a game and Manny Alonzo took a wild rush outside the sea gap and they had an edge guy trying to wash him down. He split both guys. And you see the lineman's hand just grab Manny by the middle of his breastplate and pull him. And it's right in front of the ref. And that's the touchdown. That was on the touchdown that Cunningham scored on. And you, know, you see uh, Zane is on the, you know, he's waiting at the numbers for him. And he came to balance, but he didn't close the space. And Cunningham just hit him with the one-two and speed burst around him. And, you know, you have a lot of folks like, damn, what is Zane doing? It's like, man, he trying – I told told my guy, like, yo, he trying the best he can. Like, that dude – That's now we see how people felt trying to tackle Bryce Perkins the past two years. Like, dude, is a, he's a phenomenal runner. And then we we corrected it because he had – if I could pull the, the numbers up, he had, like, 126 at halftime. Yeah, let me see if I go by by each quarter. Yeah, he had 100 and... Is this the second quarter only? Yeah, so in the second quarter alone, he had 116 yards rushing. Cunningham did. He had a big second quarter. He had 11 in the first quarter, and then he had 116. So that's 127 he had. He had 127. And then the third quarter... He had 30 yards rushing on five carries. Then the fourth quarter, he had three carries for 40 yards, and that was late. You know, that was like the scram was like we didn't even care. So um, so what is that in the second half? 40 then? Well, shoot, he still has 70. <laughs> God, I guess you could take, you'll take that, though. Sheesh, geez louise. Um, and it was just chunk plays, and – it's just like with versus North Carolina, right? So with with Hawkins out and with Tutu Atwell out, we did this on the pregame show. It was like, how would our defense adjust to that? Would they become undisciplined? Would it be tougher? I felt like it would be tougher to really prepare for them because you don't know what they're going to do now. You don't know what type of, of game backup game plan they had. And with the field being soft due to all the rainfall last week, um, it was hard to try to tackle him in space. And a lot of times with just 
just run fits and contain. You know, we lost containment with him, and he did what he was supposed to do. So I felt like we corrected in the second half. And if anything, he he started getting a majority of his yards just climbing a ladder in the pocket. And then Zane actually did a real good job. Um, they did a bootleg, and Zane met him outside, and Zane started closing space, and he tried to outrun Zane, and Zane pushed him out of bounds. And the only reason why Zane made that play is because he, he came forward the entire time. Then another time they ran the inside uh, quarterback draw, and Zane did a good job of pressing the line of scrimmage and shooting his gun. He didn't tackle him, but he got him to spin, and then the cavalry came. So we started to adjust, man, but, yeah, it was it was a rough one. But defensively, Noah Taylor did an exceptional job of understanding film study and formations. On his interception, um, he was he he did a zone dog to where he was at defensive end. He came up the field for one step and backed up over the ball. But what he did is seen in the end zone copy is once he started backing up, he didn't stare at the quarterback. He actually located the running back. And he saw the running back was running the angle on Snowden. He had Snowden beat on the angle route, which is tough for a backer. Um, to check the angle route, but Noah understood it where the interception point was versus where the running back was at. So Noah could have just took off to where the running back was and probably just ran into him, but Noah slid right into the interception point and just stood there. And Cunningham didn't see Noah at all. Because Noah took that step up the field, he felt like Noah was, um, you know, rushing him. So he felt like he had a one-on-one with Snowden, and it was a great job by Noah catching the football and then getting upfield. And you had Snowden with a block on Cunningham to push him out of bounds. And then Zane did an exceptional job with turning on the afterburners and getting just enough of the running back because Noah had the monkey jumping on his back like he was running the 400 meters in track. And, you know, 85 yards, that's a long way, man, especially during the drive. So salute to Noah. And then, you know, other than that, man, I as far as pass plays, we had one big pass play on the little flea flicker they did on Devontae. And, man, it's so unfortunate, man, because Devontae's there. Like, Devontae understands that it's a gadget play. He's running with the receiver. Initially, Devontae's looking back, and he's even. But Devontae kind of feel the receiver kind of separating because he's trying to look and lean, and you can feel the receiver's kind of getting ahead of you. So Devontae takes his eyes from looking back to back to the receiver to locate him. He catches up with the receiver because the ball is underthrown, but he doesn't know that. So the receiver's slowing down. Devontae catches up with him. He's trying to slow down. And in the process of slowing down, the receiver does a good job of kind of giving, giving him a nudge um, so he could clear Devontae. And then Devontae tried – it looked like he tried to punch the ball from behind instead of uh, securing the tackle. But, yeah, man, I felt bad for Devontae right there because I, I feel bad for our DBs because they, they, they be in position – and they just can't improve on just locating the ball. Like, locating the ball takes a lot. It's a lot that goes into locating the ball because you are jousting. You are trying to – like, you 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 have to try to seal the receiver, but you understand that the game is against you as a DB as well. Because they're called interference for the littlest things for a DB. Receivers can push you in your hip, push you in the back of your head, pull your jersey down, sling you by. I'm just being honest with y'all, but, you know, I don't know if they just have to – they're just going to have to continue to try to master their craft or working against guys like DeVell Davis or Terrell Janna in practice or opposing like the bigger receivers who are feisty when the ball's in the air and um, just learn how to really capture that inside hip, man. But 
Um, overall, I felt like we covered better. I really like Amos's game, man. Other than the first first down throw in which he tried to undercut the little out route versus just securing the tackle, because I felt like if he like if he secures that upfield hip with his outside arm and he tries to swipe at the ball, he would have still tackled a receiver less than the yard marker. Uh, but Amos, man, I think I thought you did a good job uh, covering over the top. I really like seeing King, and then when Clary came in. You know, maybe that lit a fire up in him because he didn't get the start. I thought he played well. I thought his run fits um, was solid. But, um, yeah, man, I told you guys from the jump I like I like King. I thought King would be really good at, at safety. Um, and then um, Bratton was back as well. So, you know, defensively, I thought we played well. Now, offensively, we had some lulls. We had some lulls. It wasn't pretty. DeVille Davis was back. Um, this was a game I felt like we could really, really just take advantage of Louisville and the guys they had missing on defense and running the football. But I also realized that spreading them out from watching the film, I understood why Coach and I wanted to spread them out. And he slid Lavelle Davis into the slot. My preview, I stated that they struggle with middle-of-the-field throws, with seam routes, bang eights, skinny posts, right? And that's what we were doing with Lavelle Davis. And anytime we... It was it was a time where Bren, Brennan showed his maturity because I don't know if the back was supposed to go out in motion, but he recognized that they were in cover two and they were rolled up on Lavelle trying to press him. And we had a receiver to the inside. And Brennan understand the responsibility of the field corner playing cover two. He motioned out the back and the back becomes an immediate threat. And when you when you motion a back out and he goes flat and he's right under number two, essentially when he becomes number two because he's now outside flank of the slot receiver, almost stacked to Lavelle, he can't just spend a lot of time on trying to um, jam Lavelle. And Lavelle did a good job of inside releasing and getting outside quickly, stacking him, what we call stacking him. And in doing so, the the window the catch radius window was wide open, and uh, Brennan did a good job of getting the ball out now before the safety could come over and ear hole shot. And the fact that he threw it high in Lavelle six seven, the safety had to make a decision. He can't go for a kill shot. He had to go for the safe tackle, and Lavelle still almost came up out of it, and he plucked it. And then um, another pass formation well route combination I love if you guys play Madden I don't know if you guys play Madden a lot but in Madden and shotgun you have the bunch set we have three guys on one side and a single receiver to the other and everybody runs this play in the Oakland Raiders playbook I know in last year's Madden called verticals you guys ever read so if you guys play Madden you know what verticals is so if you could picture a bunch formation right you got the guy on the line of scrimmage you got an inside receiver you got an outside receiver right Lavelle Davis was the guy on the line of scrimmage he ran just a, a quick skinny post or just a quick slant. But I'm, it's like a bang. We call it bang because it's a hybrid between a post and a slant, right? It's like eight steps. But he didn't go eight steps. He went like three because he's so tall. It's like eight yards still. So he goes first, and he gets the vision of the safety, right? Pogen does like a wheel scene. So instead of him coming up the field right now, he bows back a little bit. And then he wheels up. What this does, it holds the short defender and makes the short defender come to him right now. And then uh, Billy Kemp was the outside bunch guy, and he ran a fade. 
So that holds the corner. So with Pojan bowing back, the, sh- the short flat defender sees him and initially takes him. But once Pojan goes up the field, the flat guy stops because he has to find Billy, right? Because he doesn't know where Billy's at. His eyes go to him. And it was a great play design. And it works in Madden all the time. People run verticals all the time out of bunch. And um, it was a great throw by Brennan. And it was a good ass. No, I just cursed. A good take on. A good day going. <laughs> My bad. A good hit by the corner. He put his face right on the football. You would, you know, we won't pose him to, to really protect the football. But it's just one of the things. It was bang, bang. Like as soon as he caught it. To find the nearest defender and lower his head, the DB did a good job of putting his face right on the football, and it popped out. And I think Poja actually got hurt because he didn't play anymore after that. So um, I don't know if it was, you know if he hurt his wrist. He didn't get hit in the head, so I don't know what happened. But he didn't play anymore after that. Um, that was a nice play design I like. And another play design I like was late in the fourth quarter. We had Billy Kemp in the backfield and up in the empty set. He motioned out to the left to make it twins. And um, Brendan Armstrong's looking to the right with three receivers. He's buying his time, buying his time, and the whole time we're running a tunnel, a wide, a wide receiver tunnel screen to Billy on the backside. He was waiting 1,001. Uh, Brendan's waiting 1,001, 1,002. He flips his head to the left and throws it to Billy coming underneath, and a lineman's coming down the field. And that that was a dope play right there. That was an important third down, too. I was like, yo, Dr. Nye was in his bag on that. That was a dope play. Um, but as far as running the ball versus Louisville, um, I understood what Coach and I was trying to do. Like, even on Twitter, I was like, yo, let's just get a ball to our backs. Because they were doing a good job, you know, whether it was Wayne inside zones or on some off tackles, whether it was Shane with his cutback ability. And then even Walker came in uh, with Wayne leading them on an off tackle and had, a, you know, solid runs. Uh, but anytime we went empty, Louisville defensive line had a tough time with their rushing lanes. And then their linebackers were in no man's land because you had Lavelle in the slot and they knew they know they struggle with over the field, over the middle of the field throws. They had to make a decision. And since they were trying to spy Brennan, they were playing into our hands. So now I understand why coach kept going like four wides and empty sets when everybody felt like we should have been running. Because Brennan, you know, he was dictating. It wasn't a lot of design quarterback runs, but he could get you four and five with ease because they were young as far as experience on the offensive line or having backups in, on defense line, having backups in. So now I understand why he kept spreading them out. It, it, it made sense. It made sense. And and the soft turf helped them because it was a couple of times where Brennan was trying to cut back and he just slid. Then a couple of times he did slide. Now I know people want to talk about what's the time. Um, I don't want to talk y'all head off. I know people want to talk about um, this series after we got to stop going into the half. Yeah. So we ran the inside to Wayne. He gets tackled. Then we run another inside zone where Brendan pulls it and then he slides. And then we tried to get Grant open on an out route. It was covered. And then we saw Billy to the outside. And it was like, people was like, man, that was a waste. And yeah, I could see that. You you guys are right to be up, you know, upset about that. It wasn't the best. It, well, put it like this. I don't know if Louisville just played good, def- good defense or it was just a trash series. But, 
Yeah. Is it anything else we wanted to cover? Oh, I was on the Sabre earlier, man. Shout out to everybody on the Sabre. Yo, I did not know about that day on fair catch inside the five-yard line and get the ball out to the 25. Yo, that I was just like, what are they talking about? So if y'all don't know, you know, folks are kind of, look, the great Joe Reed left a generational talent, record-breaking kick returner. And people aren't really pleased with our ability to return kicks. So they were saying, look, the way we've been returning kicks, if it's inside the five, you better off just fair catching it because, you know, Tavares averaging like 22 and a half. So even if he do return it, you're still just getting it to the 25. But me, I'm like, Tavares so damn fast. Like, I need a, I'm trying to see if he break one, you know, and things have been breaking down as far as, you know, picking guys up. It hasn't it hasn't really been a lot of creases and he's still learning because even Joe, when he first started off, didn't have the greatest vision. I mean, I could take you back to where he when he was when, you know, his his first year, he'll tell you he was just running straight ahead real fast. Then he got better. And I think that's what we're running to with Tavares. Like, same thing we did with Brendan. Like, Bryce is so nice, the ball set high. Same with the DBs, Bryce Hall and Thornhill and you know, Tim caught it, got in his groove and started shutting shutting people down and, and tackling well that the bar is set so high that Paul, Nick, and damn Devontae, like, they get killed every game. I see on Twitter, oh, my God, what the hell is Devontae doing? He can't cover anybody. And I'm just like, man, you on your couch. You ain't never played on that damn island. Now, don't get me wrong. He has his struggles, but calm down, sit down, hold on. We need to make a new rule on Twitter, man. If you're going to talk bad about a player, you got you to gotta tag that man. Let that man know. That may motivate him. Because I feel like that's a subliminal shot. Like, you feel like, well, they ain't going to see it. Because a lot of y'all follow the dudes y'all be talking about. Go ahead and tag them. At them. At them. Like, at them. At Devontae Cross. I think you're trash. See what they say. You may motivate them. For real. People motivate me. I see when people say stuff about my podcast or when I'm on the, the walkthrough or the four side. I use this motivation. I love to shut up the hate. I love to flip them when people are not a fan and I make them become a fan. You know? I like it. Like, that's how I am. It drives me. Like, I, I seek out the negativity because I want to make sure I just ain't got a bunch of yes people around me. I love when people give me their analysis like, hey, man, this part of the podcast is good. This part didn't like. Players the same way. Adam, Just add them. Like, hey, man, like, bro, come on. Why are you getting beat? Now, I will say this. First play of the game, they ran a stop and go on Devontae. If the, I told Devontae, if you're going to open up the gates, don't get beat by a hitch and go. If you look, if somebody gonna do a hitch, make sure you stack the top shoulder. Cause if they hitch and go, they gotta run in, they gotta run into you. So if you play and press and you open up the gates, you don't really get no hands on them, and you make it a foot race and you even with them and they slow down, accelerate and get to that top shoulder just in case. Cause even if they do stop and you accelerate to the top shoulder, guess what? They probably are running into you anyway, because majority of the time they don't go back down the stem, and the stem is the path they took to get there. Most of the time, they still come inside like old school curl routes, and it's going to be a collision. And will it be a flag? I don't know, but at least we, you know you right there. And good job, Amos, uh, you know, playing over the top. And Nick Grant, man, that was a hell of a hustle on you on, on Cunningham with that get over here strip. Oh, you just took his food. Let me get that. You ain't going to eat it. You want your cornbread, Cunningham? You want your cornbread? Nick took your cornbread. All that toting of the rock you doing. 
He took your cornbread. That's what he did. Hey, man, I, I just had a song pop in my head. I want to listen to another song, man. This late in the podcast. Chaka, chaka this is this, this what happened. This is this, this what I felt like when Nick stripped the ball from Cunningham. Shaka Khan, I feel for you. <laughs> I really did. I just want to play the song. It was just in my head, man. Y'all know about, y'all know about the song right here? We about to wrap this up. You know. 40 minutes of podcast. All in one today. Feeling good. Hey. Hey. Let's go. Old head. Because I'm an old head now. What y'all know about this jank right here? All right, man. I ain't going to talk y'all head off. That's how we're going to end it. We're going to end it with this playing in the background, man. It's a ball hawk show. I appreciate everybody for tuning in, man. Appreciate all the Wahoo fans and all the Facebook fan groups. All my homies in the uh, DM groups. Salute to y'all, man. RVA who, man? You was the fourth fourth side fanatic, man. We got to get you back on the shizzle. You heard me. All right, man. Make sure you subscribe. Make sure you support. And it's the ball hog. We out of here. Ah! son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. 